the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Mandelow, board-certified divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a Christian board-certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. She and her guests will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Mendelo starts now. And here's your host, Christy Mendelo. Welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour, and thank you for joining us. The holidays are here again. I feel like I should sing that, but you probably don't want me to. (laughs) It is nice to think about the holidays and music, though, and Christmas tunes come to mind. And for me, those thoughts stir the Christmas spirit. But for many affected by divorce, the holidays aren't a time filled with any sort of holiday spirit. Instead, it's a time filled with stress. It could be the stress of the process itself. It could be the stress of managing parenting schedules with holiday demands. It could be the stress of the firsts, as they're referred to, meaning the first Thanksgiving alone or the first Christmas Eve or Christmas Day when your children are with your ex-spouse. It's all pretty stressful. And that's why we are here focusing on this topic this month So that as you gear up for Thanksgiving, Christmas, or whatever holiday you celebrate, you can think about how to incorporate into your particular situation some of the information you will glean from our guests in the series. And specifically, with this series, we're really trying to put ourselves in your shoes and share some very practical ideas, tips, and tools. If you find it helpful, will you reach out to us and let us know? Please email me at christy at christymendelow.com and let us know what helped. Your feedback helps us to tailor our shows to best suit you, our listeners. Today, Denise French joins us. Denise is the founder of Divorce Strategies Group and a family and child custody mediator. And that's just the beginning of her long list of certifications, including her being a certified valuation analyst and a master analyst in financial forensics. She is also trained as a collaborative divorce financial expert, and she has over 22 years of experience in financial planning, investment positioning, and income strategies. For our purposes on the show, and given Denise's role as a mediator, we're going to look at divorce and the holidays through the lens of a mediator. 
But before we dig in, I want to remind you that this show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing because it can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. I must also remind you that we're not here to give you legal advice, and we are certainly not here to coach you to get a divorce. Here's what I mean. I believe that when some people hear divorce coach, they tell themselves that a divorce coach encourages people to get a divorce, like a football coach yelling plays from the sidelines. Folks, that couldn't be further from the truth. First, I personally advocate for marriage, a biblical marriage. Second, I advocate doing anything and everything to build and maintain a strong marriage to include following what God and his word say about marriage. And third, I advocate for doing anything and everything to save your marriage if it has hit the rocks to include what God and his word say about divorce. If you've done everything and anything to save your marriage and you move forward with divorce, it's not for me to judge. It's also not for me to leave you on the field when you've been knocked on your rear by divorce. What it is for me to do is to run out to you on the field, help you to your feet, and put my arms around you and support you as you walk off that field, figuratively, of course. (laughs) As for the show, what we are here to do is to help you look at the realities of your marriage and divorce with your eyes wide open, and based on those realities, we are here to walk the path with you as your thinking partner no matter where it may lead. Now, with all that said, and thanks for your patience, Denise, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you are too. And sorry about my little rant there for a second. I think it it needs to be said. I agree. I advocate as well for a biblical marriage, um, no matter how tough or how difficult it is, especially with, uh, you know, second marriages and blended families. It can be so unbelievably difficult, but you entered a new covenant and you need to stick to it. And so it, that that is what it is. But if you're in a situation where your spouse leaves you or your spouse is in repetitive cheating situations and it won't stop, well, what are you going to do, right? So, I mean, there are just situations that we cannot avoid. I begged my ex-husband to stay in the marriage and he chose not to. So now I help people who are in the same situation. That's what a lot of divorce professionals do. They've they've been through it. They've been there. They, you know, they've been out on that field and they want to go help people out there. And again, I just want to I want to make this clear. We're not here to judge your situation. We're here to walk with you from that situation forward hopefully helping to build a stronger foundation going forward so that if you do remarry, uh, you have that better foundation, that it can be healthier, and that you're not carrying the the baggage of the past forward and affecting, as you hear me talk about all the time, four to five generations negatively, right? Because divorce can be have such uh, an impact. But really, it's very interesting, Denise, and we're going to get on talking about the holidays, but I have run into a couple of times throughout my tenure as a divorce coach and with this show, people who kind of are taken back by a divorce coach. And in fact, I've actually had a couple people who didn't want to work with me. They were uh, service providers because of what I do. And it just boggles my mind every time. And I think it's a lot because they don't understand. They hear the words divorce coach and they think, oh, you're out there going, hey, get divorced. Whereas... That's not the case. And so, folks, Denise and I are here 
to help you. The show is here to help you. You're in your situation, whatever your situation is, and we want to walk with you through it. And speaking of whatever your situation is, (laughs) it's going to come into the holidays at some point. And that can even add uh, another layer of stress. And so what we're really trying to do, as you heard in the opener, uh, really bring some tips and tools to you through this series that can help you navigate uh, the stress of divorce with the holidays. And there we could probably go on for a very long time and uh, just not be able to cover everything that would be stressful in the divorce um, season. Now, Denise, I'm wondering, uh, we're talking about the misconception of divorce coaches. I'm wondering, what have you seen as some kind of misconceptions around divorce and the holidays? Well, that I mean, well, I have several clients who are in the middle of a divorce, fresh out of the divorce, who are trying to do old family traditions with a divorce going on. And I've found that that often really doesn't work well. Um, I see that that quite a bit. Um, I also see people who have watched their friends or family who are going through a divorce during the holidays really not know how to deal with their friends who are going through a divorce. And I can certainly opine on that. Um, it's just a difficult time. If this is if you're in the middle of a divorce during the holidays, it's just really difficult. I've been there. It's not fun. Your first your first holiday, your first holiday season after divorce, I've got some definite tools and tips to help people through that because that can be really, really, really difficult. So um, it's just a hard time sometimes. You know, honestly, the holidays, even when you're married, can be hard, right? It's sometimes, for whatever reason, it breaks my heart that it's turned out that way. It went from the birth of Christ and this miraculous thing into um, how many gifts I have to buy in this stressful, hectic season. And every single year I make a commitment and I pray about, help me just make it about the, the meaning, not about buying our five kids gifts. It's just taking that all out of the picture. Yeah, amen to that. I'm so glad you brought that up. It is not about the retail aspect of Christmas. It, it is not about the gifts that you get or give, um, the holiday parties, the um, what you're wearing to those holiday parties. It is about the birth of Christ. And I think if, if we put aside all the other tips and tools that we're going to share today, and we just focus in on the fact that it's the birth of Christ that should really solve it all. <laughs> I, mean, it really I know. It is again, you do. I guess it does get a little more practical than that. I, I see a lot of people, especially if there's a discrepancy in earnings, and it's the first, it's the first after the holidays. You know, and there's always that fear that oh my gosh, the other parent's going to buy them more than me, and then um, that you're not going to be the cool parent. You're not going to be the parent where the kids want to go. And I just want to dispel that because. You know, kids are, you know, the Disneyland Christmas certainly is a blast and kids will have a blast. But frankly, that's okay. Let them have a blast. They're they're going to, in my experience, gravitate toward the place that's calm and warm and inviting and loving. And quite often that doesn't have to be more than homemade cookies and, you know, a soft place on the couch to watch a good Christmas movie. Like it doesn't have to be this big main thing. So we can, you know, as we get into this, I'm happy to talk about traditions I've seen people do and things I've seen people do to overcome having to be divorced for freshly or going through it during the holidays, especially if they make a lot less money than their um, 
their co-parent. Yeah, there's so much wrapped into it all from old family traditions, as you mentioned, not knowing how to deal with others who are going through divorce, maybe seeing your in-laws um, as you're dropping off the kids at the house, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the old way of doing things to the stories that we tell ourselves, kind of feed ourselves, oh, I'm not going to be able to give them that great of a Christmas. Well, maybe you can give them a different Christmas. Maybe mm-hmm. you can give them something that, as you're saying, that is warm and joyful. It's, it's, I, I often say this, and I've said it on this show, difference not wrong, difference just different. The fact of the matter, things are different. And so, folks, that's what we're going to be doing here is we're going to be looking through uh Denise's experience as a mediator working in the midst of conflict, uh, bringing some tips and tools out to share with you so that then you could hopefully implement them in your lives as we move forward through this season and through divorce. And so, so glad you're here. This is just the beginning of the series. You'll want to stay tuned for not only all of those shows, but the rest of this show When we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, divorce and the holidays through the eyes of a mediator. Stay with us. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. The holidays are quickly approaching, and for those divorcing, it can be an extra challenging time. It's even more challenging when alcohol is involved. Our friends at Soberlink want to help. Soberlink has teamed up with divorce and family law experts to provide information that can provide you peace of mind during the holidays. Soberlink is the solution for those going through a divorce and a custody case involving alcohol. Soberlink works hard to keep children safe, offering a remote alcohol monitoring system that is the gold standard because of its technology. Soberlink is here to help. Don't miss out on their free guide for the upcoming holiday season. Request yours today at Soberlink.com DCH. Divorce isn't easy or often wanted. Sadly, it happens. When it does, it's possible to walk through it so the results are healthier than would be otherwise. How? Through a unique divorce solution that works. At Divorce Strategies Group, their mediation process helps divorcing parties settle their differences without the long, drawn-out battle and promotes a cooperative win-win environment. It's a smarter way to divorce. When divorce touches your life, contact the Divorce Strategies Group. Schedule your complimentary consultation today at DivorceStrategiesGroup.com. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. 
If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. And welcome back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. We're talking the holidays here on the show today. We're talking with Denise French. And together, we're going to be looking at divorce and the holidays, moving through this season, which can be a very stressful season, and uh, together, hopefully providing you some tips and tools that you can implement in your life so it's not as stressful for everyone involved. Denise is a mediator, and what we're going to attempt to do is look at the divorce and the holidays through her eyes, through a lens of uh, her being a mediator, what she's learned about from the work that she does in resolution. That's where a lot of our stress comes from is conflict. Uh, and whether it's stories that we're telling ourselves or just the stress of um, dropping your kids off with to your ex-spouse, seeing people that maybe you're uncomfortable seeing, all those things that can be a part of the challenging aspects of divorce. And so before we kind of, we get a little bit further into exactly the tips and tools, I want to make sure we lay the foundation and, and um, kind of step into your shoes out there and understand a little bit more of what you may be challenged with. And we're going to do that because we both have been in those shoes. And then of course, Denise, uh, works with people who are uh, in these particular shoes. So what shoes am I talking about? I'm talking about the shoes of you being a spouse or an ex-spouse, the shoes of your children, and maybe that extended family too, and how this all can be a bit challenging during the holiday season. So Denise, why do you think the holidays are challenging um, for spouses and ex-spouses? I think they're mixed with um, expectations, right? Mm. Expectations are just the building blocks of resentment and fear, right? So we've got this expectation of this magical Christmas that's going to happen. Um, and we've got to have our time with our kids and our things and our family and our traditions or it's not going to work out. And when you get divorced, you don't you don't necessarily have all of that. So I think, you know, each spouse is worried, um, are the kids going to be happier at the other person's house? Right? Are they going to be happier with them? Are they going to have a better experience with them, which can lead to trying to one-up each other, which leads to very spoiled, very um, entitled uh, older children and teenagers that can lead to all kinds of things that are negative. Um, I think the kids are just like worried about, where am I going? Well, often the kids just don't know where they're going to be and what they're going to do. right? Or a lot of times if there's even not meaning to, to, to be, but but um, manipulation by one parent, um, you know, feel bad for me. I don't have any money. Dad has all the money. I don't have any money. That kind of stuff happens. Even if you don't mean it to happen, that can easily come out. And then the children feel guilt. So children will often feel guilty if they're having a good time at one parent's house and they'll feel guilty that the other parent is at home alone. And so I think it's important to really manage that. So your kids 
don't feel bad about being with their mother or their father, right? They didn't ask for any of this. They didn't ask for the parents they have. It's not right to put them in the middle where they feel bad for enjoying their time with one or the other parents. And then, of course, just the extended family already in the holidays can bring quite a bit, right? But <laughs> I know I, I see so many people where the moms, the grandmas and the grandpas, especially the grandmas, um, maybe they're used to having their grandchild every Christmas and it's not going to happen this year. And that can cause a whole lot of stress. So managing that is important. Yeah, so much in there. And so as we go back to those expectations, I think you might have heard me mention earlier the stories that we tell ourselves. Laced within those expectations are the stories that we're telling ourselves. Also within that, it, it sounds like we have a bit of a competitive spirit and so, uh, you know, it's going to be better over there, or I'm going to one-up them. And so if we let go of those expectations, focus again on the fact that this is the birth of Christ, and then focus on really, I think you use the word managing the, the situation as best it can be, uh, then we're, we really have to get outside of ourselves um, and think about, you know, how am I going to manage this situation for all involved, i.e. the children, my ex-spouse even, my extended Mm -hmm. family. So I think that crosses all lines. You you mentioned children too, and I've heard this time and time again, not only children who, um, uh, well, I've I've heard it for children who uh, have special needs. And Marianne Hughes was on the show recently, and she talked about just – they're kind of little stories. I can't remember exactly the words that she used, but uh, telling them stories as to how things are going to play out. Like, you're, this is going to be the today's story. You're you're going to be here uh, at the house right now. We're going to be getting ready. We're going to be eating breakfast. And then um, we're going to be opening some presents. And then you'll be going to dad's house. And so what I heard and all that and it made me think of it is kids just want to know where they're going to be. Am I going to be at mm-hmm. dad's house or I'm going to be at mom's house? You know, I have to bring in when I was a stepmom, uh, I, you know, I, I just felt for the children that they didn't have their things with them. You know, they had uh, they had their room at one spouse's house, their mom's house in this particular situation. But at the point when we had first married, they were uh, sleeping in the guest room. At our house. Mm. And, you know, that's like a neutral kind of palette. You know, it's not uh, uh, teddy bears and things like that that you might think for for children. And so one of the things that we did, uh, I worked with my uh, husband at the time to create a space that felt like theirs. And, and, you know, I could even imagine, you know, maybe you put up some stockings and things like that. You you make it, um, make it, comfortable for them, make it feel like it's theirs because they're wondering, where am I going to be? Am I going to be at mom's house, going to be at dad's house? And then that doesn't even touch on what you talked about, the manipulation and the guilt. And then, of course, the extended family, too, is managing those expectations. So um, so we've kind of laid the land there. Here's the challenge. Here's the problem. What are the solutions? And so based in your background and your expertise, Denise, Going through these, the spouses, the children, the extended family, what tips and tools could we dig into that could begin to help each of those, um, help in each of those areas? Well, so a, a couple, I mean, I, I tend to be pretty practical and um, just 
just hands-on. So having a, a calendar and writing for kids, I know, you know, we've raised five kids, um, four of which are blended, and then we had the fifth. Um, we always had a calendar with uh, highlighted when they were at our house. They knew, and it was it was it's this it's I still have it. It's displayed prom- predominantly in the kitchen where everyone can see what's going on. Now it's not going back and forth. It's just here's what here are the events for these these older kids and kids in and out of college. So having something in writing in their face is very helpful. Something concrete, especially if your kids have ADD or ADHD, that's critical. Having it in writing so they know the schedule. I also at the beginning of December, encourage people to do this. And this is one thing we did when our kids were younger was we, um, we got, it, it was a cute little thing we bought and it just had kind of every day of the month, what we were going to do. So I'd kind of look at when do we have the kids? Um, and when do we have not have school and what are events we can do? And then we had our own traditions that we created as our family unit, right? So whether you are freshly minted divorced and it's just you and one child or, you're remarried for the second time, and it's you and a bevy of new children. Um, I think creating your own traditions is really, really helpful. I did that for my first um, my first holidays as a divorced person. Um, so I had my own traditions. I was involved in a divorce care group, which is a Christian organization to help people walk through divorce and who are newly divorced. I can't say enough good things about that organization and that program. You know, I got to know the people that were in my divorce care, and we had holiday parties that first year, and they were some of the happiest times of my life. It had nothing to do with me not having my daughter that year. It was just all adults, and it was a blast. So if you are going to be without your children for the first time ever, I highly encourage you to have a definitive plan for every single day they're gone. That's what helped me get through, because then I didn't have to sit at home and feel sorry for myself and be sad. Now, I was still sad because it is sad. It's not God's plan, and it's sad, right? Um, There's no getting around that. There's no getting around the fact that I had to grieve it. There's no getting around that. But it is what it was, and I wasn't going to be able to change it. So I had to come up with a different plan. I, I also would encourage people, really, when you give back, your grief goes away. So on the years I didn't have my kids, my husband, my now remarried husband and I didn't have our children for Christmas, we were at that church every day during the Christmas holidays. I mean, come on, all churches need volunteers, right? So we had a blast doing that. So we were the ushers, we were the, all that stuff. So this is a time where it's all about giving back. So if you're going to be without your kids, I'd highly encourage you to go find some place to give back, right? And there's a million of them at Christmas. If it's not just ushering at your church, um, you could find any church and they'll probably take you as an usher, right? During the Christmas holidays, you can, that was so critical to me. And in doing that, I met a lot of other people. Um, And, you know, that makes me think now when I'm there with my husband and, you know, the kids have all kind of, they all kind of stay with us now. And I see some single people or people that don't have wedding rings on who are ushering at Christmas service. I always give them a special hug because odds are they're probably going through one of their first holidays without their family. Right? Yeah. And um, so that brings me back to um, similarities to what you did is I, I'm, I probably was one of those people you came up and gave a hug to I uh, because I, that's exactly what I did. I got involved with my church and I would go on Christmas Eve and uh, I would serve there. Um, I want to touch on kind of the overarching of what you shared, and then in the next segment, we'll dig in a little bit more. But what I heard there was ultimately plan. Not only have a plan, have a calendar, have a schedule, 
but plan. Now, this, folks, applies to whether it's you, yourself, um, as a single, uh, newly divorced, or years being divorced, uh, a family, and even to include your extended family, and then also give back and the importance of community. And so when we come back, we're going to dig into these a little bit more and see if we maybe can discover some examples of success and also some specific tools, tips that you can take that can, uh, even maybe some technology that can help you. So come on back, stay tuned. Lots of great info, lots of tips and tools that can help you in this challenging season, not only divorce, but the holidays. Stay tuned. Here's today's two-minute tip. According to the American Institute of Stress, divorce lands second to death on a list of stressful processes a person can experience in his or her lifetime. There's no sugarcoating it. Divorce can be a very, very tough thing to undergo. Add to that the holidays and the stress can be amplified, to say the least. Here at the Divorce Coaching Hour, we want to not only help you through divorce, but also through the holidays. And so that's why we're here in a series right now talking to divorce professionals to provide you ideas and information that you can implement to alleviate some of that divorce and holiday stress. And that's also why in this two-minute tip, I want to share an overarching idea that I hope you take to heart. It comes from a book called Conscious Uncoupling by Catherine Woodward Thomas. In it, there's a creed. And I must say a very good one to hold on to and enact when you are traversing divorce, no matter the season. Just one line from this creed is this. In the midst of our pain, we strive to do the right thing for the right reasons, allowing our ethics to triumph over our emotions. I share this one line with you because as you move through the holidays, you may find that your increasing stress level leads to your emotions taking over and thus you not doing the right thing. It's a real possibility. And so for today's tip, in preparation for the holidays and the stress it can bring, let's set our mind on this. Let's strive to do the right thing for the right reasons, allowing our ethics to triumph over our emotions. I pray this two-minute tip supports you in this challenging time, and if I can support you through divorce and the holidays, please email me at christy at christymendelow.com. And remember to keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. God bless you. The holidays are upon us. It's the beginning of November. Thanksgiving will be here before we know it. Uh, Christmas will be here before we know it. And whatever holidays you celebrate will be here before we know it. It's a time of uh, the season that can bring great joy and fun and laughter. It can also bring challenge, even if you're not going through a divorce, <laughs> you know, because you've got different people, different family members, and all of that mixed together can sometimes um, be a bit challenging, right? Different personalities. But what we're talking about here is we bring divorce into this already stressful season, and how do we navigate it? How do we navigate it 
so that uh, we're not ending up even worse off and others around us. Our emotions are amped up, running high, and we can tend to maybe not make the best decisions, maybe not say the right things. And if we get a handle on that now and begin to shift our mindset to, hey, uh, okay, things are different. Different's not wrong. Different's just different. And I'm going to take some of these tools that I'm hearing on the show today, and I'm going to implement them. And some of the things that we heard in the second segment um, from Denise French, our guest here on the show today, she is a mediator. And she, in the second segment, shared some personal tips and tools. And we talked about having a plan. Uh, Having a plan, not only a schedule where the entire family can see what's going on through the holidays. It's a busy season. And allowing your children to know where they're going to be, dad's house, mom's house, that sort of thing. But also you, if this is your first time, um, first holiday season after being divorced, plan for yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Denise mentioned getting involved in uh, divorce care, and and that may be something you want to do. And if you, uh, I completely advocate for that as well. Divorcecare.org, I believe, is uh, the website. If it's not org, it's .com. One of those two two will work. You can find them on, I follow them on social media as well. Great tips and tools there as well. Uh, But get involved in a group. Get involved in community. Maybe you're not going to divorce care. Go to your church. Get involved there. Offer to serve. Uh, I I used to do the candlelight service. And so I felt like I was giving back, giving back, doing something greater than what our pain is bringing. Uh, It helps us um, bring, bring Christ's light to other people Uh when uh, might feel like our light has been kind of snuffed out. Uh, And then also um, uh, just there are, there's technology out there that can help you too. Communication can be a little challenging and letting people, you may have a family planner at home that shows where everyone is, but uh, you might need to be able to share that with the other parties involved in the divorce. And there's a thing called family, our family wizard, that's a great tool out there as well. You can Google that, Our Family Wizard, and that can help you with communication. So those are some kind of personal tips and tools. We want to look at divorce and the holidays through the lens of a mediator. Now, a mediator resolves conflict. Is that kind of a top-level definition, Denise? Yes. Helps yes. to resolve conflict, right? Yes. Yeah, so you're mediating between two parties to bring a resolution. And so you've probably seen your share of conflict, huh? I have seen, yes. That is what we do for a living. (laughs) We don't mediate the conflict. (laughs) Exactly. And so I can imagine that there could be some conflict with that extended family. Uh, For example, not uh, that they would want this to be the case, but the in-laws going, well, you know, uh, I got uh, little Johnny bef- before every year, you know, and at Christmas mm-hmm. to, you know, make cookies with or go shopping. Um, but why can't he come stay with me this year? Mm, well, things are a little bit different. So how can we work in that situation, Denise? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, you know, the, I feel for the grandparents. Um, I see this a lot where they're just, they're just upset. And frankly, sometimes, you have to you have to manage them because they can make the divorce situation a lot worse than than it would have been. They're upset. They're hurt. How right? would you they're best worse. manage them? 
Well, if they've won, you've got to look at, look at what's going on with them. Like, get past the anger. Okay, they're a human being um, who loves these little grandkids, right? Grand, I'm not a grandmother yet, so I don't know. But from my understanding, it is just the most precious thing in the world and much more fun than having kids because you can give these little people back. <laughs> you you so can give them back. <laughs> they've, earned, they've earned this, and now they're losing it, and they have no control and no power. So I think it's critical. A, like, grandparents are a huge deal. And a big, big, wonderful thing for, for grandkids, right? Good grandparents. Oh, yeah, really, absolutely. really, man, man, it makes a huge difference. So acknowledge that. On a, find a way, find a way. I would encourage people to acknowledge and honor a positive grandparent relationship of your ex-spouse. Like, so your ex-in-laws, um, have your kiddos make them cookies. Have your kiddos write them letters. What a great model for you, right? These people are obviously upset. The kids know it. They know it. But you're reacting with love and kindness to someone who um, is upset and someone who you and you're acknowledging and respecting the relationship that they have with their grandparents. We had I had my ex-in-laws come with us on trips. Like we took it we took it to the extreme. They were they're really really good grandparents. And my mother's gone. My father lives far away. Um, these are the grandparents my kiddos have. And so I, I brought that in and honored it and it really, really helped. So, so what I'm hearing, encourage you to do that. Yeah, totally. I'm, what I'm hearing is look beyond your own emotions and feelings around the situation and go out of your way to foster a relationship with their grandparents. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be your relationship. It's the kid's relationship right. because grandparents, right. Who, yeah. I mean, I, I literally in the end had my ex-in-laws, they, I still, this year, in fact, I'm still inviting them to our house because I want to honor them. That is a role of respect. That's, that's a role that helps out my kids and I'm going to honor that. And so I'd encourage you to do that. But, you know, even if they're inflaming the situation, these people are in your lives forever. They're in your kids' lives forever. Yeah. And they're, special people for kiddos. So honor that. Yeah. And, and it can be little things like cupcakes, brownies, whatever, cards. And ultimately, ultimately showing them respect. And so I can imagine there is also um, challenges around communication, communication between the ex-spouses. You've got communication with the in-laws. We already talked about that kind of getting to the reality, getting to the heart of uh, the matter. Um, what about communication around the heated subjects? Uh, is she going to be at my house or your house? Are we following the decree, et cetera? How would you encourage someone as a mediator to resolve conflict and communication? Well, I would say a couple, a couple tools here. One, it goes back to the plan. If, if you are in the midst of divorce, get yourself in mediation get with your attorney, get a plan together. There needs to be something in writing that's going to dictate the holiday schedule this year. That will give you so much peace of mind. And then you fall back on the plan. Everybody knows what's coming. The other tool that I've heard from a a coach a long time ago was when you're communicating with um, a a soon-to-be ex-spouse or an ex-spouse and the situation's inflamed, then before your communication begins, um, make a bullet point script. These are the these are the things we need to talk about. A, B, C, and D. Clothes, weather, schedule, party, whatever it is. Know what you're going to talk about, and then on the call or on the whatever, talk about only those things. And if and if the other person starts to sidebar and starts to attack you, it doesn't matter. You're only speaking about the things on your list. And then when those things are done and you've talked about it, then thank you. Have a nice day. Goodbye. Click end of end of it. So. 
if it's really inflamed, that's a great way to get through the holidays as you need to with schedules and not make it any worse, right? Because no one needs extra stress during the holidays. That's what I recommend. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's wonderful because I can imagine I can just kind of put myself into that conversation where emotions are running high and, you know, if you don't stay to the script, the i.e. the bullet points, the, the topics you want to discuss, things can start flying out of your mouth that just are not going to help the situation. And, right. and, and going back and forth on that, you're, you're never going to move anywhere positively. So um, what I'm hearing a lot is this plan. This plan is running through mm-hmm. the theme of this show is writing things down, having a plan, living out the plan. <laughs> Would that be right, a good idea? Right. Yes, that is exactly. And the other thing is the mindset and expectations. So look, if you're getting divorced, you're getting divorced. You're not going to save your marriage. The other thing is you're not going to make the point. You've been trying to make a certain point for the last 10 years of your marriage. It's not been made. It's not going to be made. It's not going to be heard. Stop. It doesn't do any good. Like it's over. It's over. And that's a hard reality for some people to see. But that's where, frankly, pride and ego and fear all mixed together to make mud that fills your mind up. So Get rid of the mud. It, it's not, it, it's, that part is done. Your whole purpose going forward is to live a God-honoring life, you, and to help raise kids if you still have kids to raise or to mentor older kids who are adults. That's your role now. It is not, you're not going to be married, and it's certainly not for you to prove whatever point he or she is not going to admit the thing you've tried to get them to admit for the last five years of your marriage. It didn't happen then. It's not going to like there's no reason to go back and do that. And I think it's just the expectation of letting that go. It becomes a new mindset. And that honestly it requires prayer and God coming in and intervening in my experience with my clients and myself. Like that's not something that I could do by myself. So I really encourage people to go back to the basics. You ask God for help before any interaction with your ex-spouse. You ask God to show you what what you should do with these relationships that are, ten, that are tenuous. Like how, how, what, what can I do? Like you can't change them, but you can change you. And sometimes changing you changes everything. And that is so true, so true. And of course, uh, God, Jesus, the Redeemer himself. And so you can hold out for a miracle, of course, but uh, new mindset. That's important. Come on back and you'll hear final thoughts. Friends, I'm so glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. And there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know, I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week, Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, We shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, 
Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts under the Programs tab on kkht.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. And you're back with the Divorce Coaching Hour. We're here with Denise French today. Denise is a mediator. And I've asked Denise to join us to help us kick off the Divorce and the Holidays uh, series, talking about the holidays, talking about, of course, divorce, and the challenges that come with that season, not only just the season of the holidays with all the activity and all the to-dos, but now divorce (laughs) is, uh, there's a lot of activity and to-dos with that as well, a lot of Conflicts that can come up with people, a lot of conflicts that can can come up with children, a lot of conflicts that can come up with communication, and and so we've we've talked about a lot of different ideas, some from a personal perspective that can help you through this season, and I hope that you'll implement some of the ideas. We've also talked about some ideas through the lens of a mediator, working with people to help resolve conflict, and. Um, and the big thing that I'm hearing, and I don't know if you're hearing it or not, is that it's have a plan. <laughs> have a plan yeah. as to uh, what you're going to do through the holidays, not only for yourself and your family, but also have a plan even when you don't have anything planned, right? Have a plan when you're communicating with people because otherwise your emotions will run rampant, right? And so there's... um I think another thing, too, is, Denise, okay, so we've had a plan. (laughs) We were married. This is what we did in the holidays, but those plans are gone now. So what would you tell people now? I don't have the same plans I had. What do I do now? Oh, that's a good question. So there's a there's a lot of things. So one, it's time for some new stuff, right? Um, I don't know about you, but I had a blast creating new traditions. Um, gosh, I have a swim group that we do the the Christmas. We don't do it on Christmas Eve, but we call it the Christmas Eve swim, and it's just a really fun time every single year. That's but, interesting. <laughs> it's a bunch of yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun. Where it's it's a big party, and we swim for a couple hours. And do it to music, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, um, so it's it's time for some some new traditions, I would say. Um, and if your kids are older, you know you can explore different things to do in your area with them. You know, around around here, there's so many things to go do, right? There's the big lights in College Station, or the lights down in Kima, or the the holiday lights at the zoo. There's so many different things, but I would say. Start getting some new traditions. Um, I think one thing that I I do see as people, if they're in the divorce process, I've, I saw this quite a bit last year, and it's already starting to come up this year. It's it's this is our last Christmas together before we're officially divorced. Should we do something one last time for the kiddos as a family? Um, I have seen that work in small spurts, but I have seen it really backfire. In, in longer situations. I mean, can you imagine your 
your husband's leaving you or your wife's leaving you and one of you really doesn't want this and you're going on one last family trip together, like that's kind of hard, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't always encourage that, that, um, you know, we're going to, and they think, well, we're going to stay in separate rooms. We always go to Vail for the holidays. We're going to do one trip together. I would encourage you to have an exit plan or maybe just come up for a couple of those days and not stay the whole time because that can be really, really triggering. You know, I love it. One yeah, thing just to add to that, to bring back the in-laws, it almost yeah. seems like, even though this might add to the conflict, but if it was more of a big event, say you were going to um, whatever destination and you were in maybe separate hotels and that, you know, that exit strategy is that you've got your own plans, but you're meeting together at the same place you've gone before and having one little family event where uh, it's, you know, one or two hours, you're still kind of a part of the whole process. Again, thinking about the kids, the kids still get to go and have fun. It's just a little bit different. Right. I love that. And also everyone's acting like grownups there because we're all going. Yeah. We and in public. Separate quarters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I love your idea of we all have our own separate quarters to go back to and we're not even the same hotel. It's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Um, or completely, you know, one, eighth floor and first floor, something like that, where it's totally separate. That that I could see really working. Um, I also see quite a bit of on the last, you know, our last holiday together, maybe you know, maybe you, get, you you do Christmas morning together at that time. Maybe something like that. And I don't. You may have seen this in your divorce coaching, but I find what really escalates the conflict is when you know another party is brought in, when he or she starts dating again, mm-hmm. and it gets serious. Like everything's fine, you know, as far as we we can blend our family, we can co-parent, we can do all that. But now someone new's involved, and then things really get inflamed. So sometimes it. It does work to do the holidays together in short spurts if there's a plan and a schedule, as long as there's not a new person involved. What do you don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And my thinking there goes to uh, first and foremost, if the divorce is not final, uh, and again, not for us to judge, not for us to to talk about the specifics. But if the divorce is not final, no one else should come into the picture for the children. That's really for the the best health as far as a significant other and especially on a trip and, you know, something along those oh, lines. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, Christmas morning, yeah. But then I would think very carefully, even is if the divorce is final and say you are remarried, maybe both spouses are mar- remarried, think about, you know, what is your focus? Uh, think. I think the main thing that's coming here is your focus is your children. If, if children uh, are involved in a lot of the holidays activities around they focus on children uh, and and so focus on what's best for the children and so it goes back uh, Denise to that mindset I think and, and we often talk about mindset on the show is how are you going to kind of rise to your best self you said be adults right mm-hmm. and how can we set the stage for our children to have the very best experience so this doesn't harm them. It actually helps them as they move forward and gain closure. And so I think these are all great tips. And again, you know, just apply them to your life, your specific situation. And uh, Denise, if anyone wanted to reach out to you to talk about 
these tips and or your role as a mediator, how would they reach you? Sure. They would go to our website, which is divorcestrategiesgroup.com. That's divorcestrategies, S-T-R-A-T-E-G-I-E-S, group.com. And just go right there. Lots of great information. And I know you do a number of other things as well, but a great resource for you there, ladies and gentlemen. And I encourage you to reach out to um, Denise. And Denise, you have a uh, free consultation as well for those who may yes. be kind of in the throes of divorce, right? Yes, yes. We'll do we'll do a consult with you. You can schedule it online as well at, at our website on divorcestrategiesgroup.com. And we're happy to talk to you. Absolutely. And that's looking at the your situation um, kind of running the gamut, right? Absolutely. In the beginning, in the middle, at the end, whatever you need. If you need to chat, just get on the website, schedule a strategy call, and we're happy to help. Okay, awesome. Divorcestrategiesgroup.com, folks. And uh, folks, you know, I guess uh, the the main thing we want you to hear is that you can um, plan for this to be a better season than you might otherwise expect. Any final thoughts, Denise? Just Yeah, like you said, I think it's critical to have a plan for all of this, to have a plan. Even if you're not a planner, this just this requires to take it up a notch. Have a plan, have a schedule, um, as loose or as tight as you need it to be. But no, that, that takes the anxiety out of it. And then I would also just pray and ask God to help you reset your expectations and to guide you in word and thought. Yeah, uh, this may be the time to, if you haven't picked up your Bible, this may be the time to really spend time. Uh, I think I've shared on the show before, uh, you've got Proverbs, and there's a proverb for every day of the month, and except for those months that don't have 31 days. Uh, and, and so spend time there, and you'll really learn God's values and encouragement as to how to actually handle these situations, these conflict from uh, the truth. And so absolutely on that. And and I heard you say, Denise, even if you're not a planner. So folks, this may make you to kind of step outside your norm. Uh, I understand that. Uh, but there are a lot of tools out there that can help you plan. Obviously, mm-hmm. Denise can uh, talk to you about that. I can talk to you about that. And ultimately, it's it's to help you create a better situation for your family, not only today, but in years to come, so that you move through everything divorce in a healthier manner. That's our mm-hmm. goal. That's our goal. Yes. One of my goals as a divorce coach is to help you think about that. Uh, Denise, I think that's one of your goals. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, I, again, and I love what you said at the beginning of this. To, to kind of bring it all home. We're not advocating for divorce. It's it's not a good thing. It's not fun. It's not it, it's just there's it's just negative. But if you can't avoid it and you're stuck in it, there are tools and resources to help you and I highly encourage you to reach out to them and hopefully today in this message has helped. Yeah, uh, amen to that and that's that's our heart and that's what we hope folks. And so Denise, thanks for helping me to bring this message to the listeners today. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And friends, thanks so much for you being here. We're grateful for you. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Mindelow, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. 
right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.